We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. Okay, ready? Think what you know, and it's about a time when you get yourself in a I want to know something she needs I think about everyone you need it. I hold in it, things are really real now. I have you seen you wanting you. Hey. It's her ratio. Okay, though. It's her ratio. Okay, though. That might be the best question I've ever been asked. <laughs> You're a phenomenal person. I mean, you legendary. I am a fan of you, my brother. Because most models are not pretty. They're not. A lot of models are not. I don't think they're so pretty. I think it's something special about them. It's a character about them. I mean, some look like old, you know, smoke ham hocks. A couple. And, um... Bad posture, slumped over, hunchbacks, and you know, a little bit mucked up, but you know. But when they get all done up, then you can see it. Give us some advice and stand up straight and stand up straight, you know, and do it. They know we don't see it because they still are still surprised that they actually work in the company they look. But then they kind of get into it, and you you have a team that supports you. Jay Alexander has been a fashion world icon for a very long time. Runway coach, consultant, major guest on America's Next Top Model, and much, much more. I have known him for a long time. I always love talking to him because he makes me laugh. He makes me think he is everything. So let's get into it. We're going to talk about fashion. We're going to talk about self-confidence. We're going to talk about what it means to truly be yourself on a deep level, because that is what he's all about. It's my man, Jay Alexander on Touré Show. I want to know, what does it take to become a great model? Yeah. Because you coach, you you have worked with the great models, you coach them, your book was all about unleashing presence and confidence. Mm-hmm. You teach people how to walk. So tell us, tell us in your mind, what is it to become a great model? Be born into good DNA. Blame your parents. But I mean, there's a lot of tall girls and guys yeah, who, who can't model. Who can't do it. I think it's it's a passion. I think be a little bit passionate about it. I mean, I think it also is culture too. I think a lot of the you know the models from Eastern European blocks are harder workers. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because I think harder than Amer- American workers. Yeah, I tell you why. Because the Americans in the beauty business, as far as the models are concerned, 
personally for me, I think that they rely on um, makeup, hair, and beauty to make themselves pretty. In America. Yeah. So they have all the, they have more access to things. Well, at one point they did, I think, than the girls coming from, you know, uh, these European countries, you know, the quality makeup, um, and you rely on being pretty. Go on. And, uh, but I think now that's changed because the world is all different. The world is all over the place right now as far as models are concerned, different heights, sizes, you know, they're being a little more inclusive. You know, we have the trans community now that are modeling, you know, FTMs and, and uh, MTFs. So it's, it's quite interesting. Wait, but why is it that the Eastern European women... They work harder. They, they get over here realize you're making $10,000 a day. You're going to work extra hard. Harder than the European girls, the American... They, 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 they're going to... They, they work ethics. You know, they work ethics. The practicing, the... I mean, I notice some people seem to hit the runway and they shine. Mm -hmm. And some people are very pretty, but they... Do, and it's like, it's millimeters between like, wow. Yeah. And like, okay, that's okay, yeah, nice. Yeah, it's just cute. It's, it's just, just millimeters. Just it's just that little certain personality. It's something that turns on. You know, you, you want the light. You want more shows, more shows, more money, um, more shows, more exposure, more campaigns. So I'm going to go out there and work extra hard. There's the girls, they like pose, and you... And there's a girl that poses. A little extra. A little extra, you know. I mean, I always thought, like, Coco... Can you say your last name? Coco Rocha. Yes. I mean, she's extraordinary. Yeah, she's, because she has all those... She, she does so much Lunch. movement and Animation. is angular. And I'm like, I, I mean, even as a non, I'm like, she's different. Yeah. Than, and nobody else is like that. Yeah, Pat Cleveland was, in her generation, was that sort of a model who was over the top. And, you know, Pat Cleveland delivered. Yeah. She was more theater. There was a lot of theater going on. I mean, there's also, it, I mean, I always liked the stage. You always liked the stage, right? So like a hundred. No, no. No, I'm like I just took the, took the opportunity in the job and got paid. <laughs> I mean, like a hundred eyes on you, you're like great. Like some people rise, you know, a thousand people are looking, but some people, you know, you walk out there, there's a thousand judgy eyes staring at you, mm -hmm. and I imagine some people might shrink. Like this is very intimidating. That doesn't make me shrink, and that doesn't make me rise. But but the girls who become stars rise in that moment, right? Like, it, Well, yes, some girls do. Some just end up in it because someone told them that, that they should model, and then they're learning on the job. There's a lot of girls that never wanted to be a model that are, I'm, you know, several that are successful. You know, they're picking up vegetables in, in the garden, you know, walking down the street, you know, from, from highways to runways. I mean, a lot of girls just were, you know... Me, mother, model, never thought about it. But just so beautiful because she's just living her, her life as a young teenage girl in her village, wherever she is, and she didn't realize how beautiful. beautiful. You, you, part of your career was launched with working with Tyra, right? And I think of Tyra as... Huh? Go on. With go on. teaching her how to, yeah. do, how to do... And I think of her as gorgeous... She seems so natural and poised and effortless with it. How did you get her so, from wherever you met her to being like the Tara was already, she already been, you know, she said, look, I hate mentioning Tara's name. You know why? Because it's like Beetlejuice. 
You mention a name, she makes more money. Lord have mercy, Jesus. <laughs> but we love her. We, I love her too, and I love her for the paycheck she's allowed me to get to. <laughs> what can I say? But Tara was already where she was. She was already where she was, and it was a little bit here and there. And, you know, it's, again, once you get out there, you take the moment. Um, if you need to pause, baby, you pause. <laughs> You can pause this is TV because when I had noises, I didn't even stop talking. I just shut up. No, it's fine. Okay, be good. Okay. We don't want you to, we don't want you to shut up at all. Okay. So she was already, but what did you teach her? Just go out there and be you. Do you. Just go out there. And yeah, it's imitation. I mean, everything is about movement. I never worked with Naomi. She was never, I worked with them in shows, but she was never a student. And how it all happened was the then husband of Lindy Evangelista, Gérald Marie, said that you should teach girls how to walk. And I thought, huh? In my head, I'm thinking like- Why did he think that you because would be able to Because he would see me giving girls advice backstage. So stand up, say when you walk, girl, walk like this. Girl, be like this. Put your hand here. No, no, open up like this. Me and my, you know, gift of gab, right of my mouth. Not getting paid for any of it. Just the pleasure of watching. Getting the enjoyment of seeing them. And then I'm gonna wait backstage outside the door after the shows were over. And I would give girls tips. And he said, Mijay, you know something, you should do something with the girl. You should teach them how to walk. You know, you teach them when they come in for the castings and uh, ooh la, oh, pff, ooh la, la. Yeah. Yes, and we, and we pay you. So you put down the price and, you know, we um, uh, pay you. And I thought, huh? Something, you know, how do you do that? Something you were doing for free that you did for pleasure. Because I knew who you were long before I met you. Mm -hmm. And I always was like, you know, this is extraordinary how this guy from the Bronx became this industry figure of like, I teach them how to walk. I am the one who knows, like, here's how you do it. And just like how you even got to that position of like knowing mm -hmm. and being the one who was like, yo, you got to talk to Jay because Jay, yeah. Jay but Im knows. Imitating them. I mean, I would, in my old apartment with my roommate Glenda, I would use the bar as the photo pit, and I would hang clothing in the bathroom, I would turn on music and I would go in and change my clothing, see how quick I could change clothes and walk out there. Yeah, I was, I was naturally born crazy, but now, <laughs> but now it's called talent. <laughs> and, um, and then when I, I lived in Japan for a few years, and then when I went to Paris, um, I would just go to the shows to see the girls in the shows because I love fashion, Love being around it. And my very first fashion show was uh, Yves Saint Laurent Couture in Paris. And how did I get there? By Mr. Andre Leontali. Not knowing who he was, no idea. And the girls would say, you remind me of a young Andre. And I'm thinking, who, who's, who's Andre Leontali? And you know, Pat Cleveland, you remind me so much of Andre. And you really should, oh my God, you should really, really meet him. And I thought, Okay, but then I went to Paris, and she said, they're doing a show, Saint Laurent show, and you should come. You can, oh, you can get it, no problem. So I show up there, not knowing the process of anything. And I was at the Intercontinental Hotel, and I walked, the woman said, how can I help you? And I said, I want to see the show. She looked at me like I was crazy. She said, you have a ticket? And I said, no. She said, well, pff. oh, that's so French. <laughs> oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's and like a, I, a word in French. And then I could hear it before I see him. Yes. 
got fabulous, fabulous. And I thought, oh my God. And here comes this huge man around the corner in a gray double-breasted tailored suit with gray accessories, the cashmere coat over his arm and a hat. And I looked at him and I thought, oh my God, he's big, he's black, he's loud, he's American. And fabulous. And I just thought, and I said, excuse me, and yes! Face. Yes, with the lips, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> he said, I said, do you think you'd get me to see the show? And he says, well, who are you? You have any credentials? I mean, oh. I said, this is who I am. He said, well, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> then he went inside. About 20 minutes later, a woman came out and said, Mrs. Tully says, you can come to see the show, but we don't have a seat for you. You have to stand. And I was like, oh, okay. And I went inside and I was like, in heaven. I was like, oh my God. The stuff that I saw on the magazine covers and the women's wear daily and W, all the little pictures of all the girls coming to runway. I was in that room. I was in that room with the chandeliers and the you know red velvet and gold gilded chairs. I was in that room. And I waited for Andre for about maybe an hour and 20 minutes after the show, but he never came out. He never came out for me to thank him, and then I didn't see him again until I saw him on the street in passing. And then we became friends when we did Miss Universe in 19... Was the year the Lord did one. We became, we went Cyprus. I mean, he was, he had an extraordinary impact on your life and on many lives as a major voice in this world. Yeah, but I didn't know, time. but I didn't know who he was or the voice then. Right. I just, like I said, my role models, whenever anyone, as I'm hearing now a lot of, um, seeing people myself on TV. So when I saw Andre, I didn't know what Andre did. He was just some tall black guy, man, came in powerful voice, powerful in stature and height. But I didn't know what he... But he did he help you to feel like I can be whoever I want to be in this world because look, look at him. No, I was already there. <laughs> How did you even get there? Just born into a baby. Came out, came out of uterus just like that. I, I, I take no tea for the fever. Where I spit, no grass grows. I've been authentic my entire life. I mean, the way, what it is to be gay now, not easy, but easier than when you were growing up, than when we were growing up. So I wonder, like, the challenge of being, hey, fuck it, I'm gay, I'm out here, whatever, I'm me, in the Bronx. But that was never when, a challenge for me. Why not? I just went and did my thing. I never, I you never didn't got get people saying shit, people no, want to beat you up, people want to. fuck your ass up if you think, no, Miss Day like to fight. Because oh, you can no, fight. No. Miss Day like to fight, baby. <laughs> no, 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 just let's be very clear. Don't, like Russell Simmons said, Fit, the nigga like to walk around them high heels and food. But hey, we like to fight. <laughs> mm -mm, no, 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 no. I've never had a problem with who I was. Never. My entire life. Never, never. Did you come out to your mom or did she know it? I think she knew when I came out of When I came out of her, I think she knew. <laughs> when I just came out of my mother. <laughs> my mother, the gay pride parade was on TV. They were in front of St. Patrick Cathedral. I'll never forget this. My mother had the Flintstones jelly jar with some dude's white label in it, palm oil gold, and a mayonnaise jar filled with ice water. And she was watching the gay pride parade and watching the news, and they were screaming. 
And my mother, I remember, puffed on a cigarette. She would keep that cigarette in her mouth and it would be smoking, even one eye be closed, so she'd be, have that eye closed. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, then why don't I leave you boys the hell alone? And I looked at her like this. She said, We are, aren't you? Because I'm changing things, still my child. I said, Child, please, like that. I'm paying the mind, as only a young sissy could do. <laughs> I never, but and I never so had So she issue. brought it up to you in passing. Before you had had any, she's already included me in with the boys. You're right. How old were you then? Eleven. Eleven. And she's like, "You're one of them," and I'm fine with that. I don't. It's all good. I I I guess she she just said, "Yes, so my child doesn't change anything." But I was looking at. But what was the discussion? There was no discussion of any kind. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door. Thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy. And we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy. And I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer. Because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. One of the people who helped inspire me to want to be in broadcasting is Oprah Winfrey. She's an inspiration for so many of us, but her daytime talk show was so incredible. And it told me that you could be black and authentic and real on TV. And that made me want to do it, too. Black Stories, Black Truths is NPR's new collection that's a celebration of blackness. Each of NPR's black voices are as direct, varied, distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how to create world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Black perspectives that haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. On NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, as nuanced, and as Black as we are. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. What was it about the world of fashion that you loved? Buying clothing that I couldn't afford, so I went to create them. I said, I'm number seven of 10 kids. I wear my brother's hand-me-downs or my sister's, depending on the day. Yes. What I liked. Yes. Made a little cute little top. I thought, that's cute for me. That's cute, you know, put on. But How many sisters? My mother, Barbara, Ronald, Stephen, Stanley, Beverly, Reginald, Philip, me, Philip, Phyllis, Philip, Phyllis, and Valerie, yeah. In that order. 
Yeah. Barbara was the first of Barbara Ann, Ronald, Stephen, Stanley, Beverly, Reginald, me, Philip, Phyllis, and Val. And so sometimes Barbara and Beverly's clothes were yours sometimes. Yeah, there's some of the top. I, I didn't, why the buttons over here? This is really weird. Again, not thinking. Just but like, because you couldn't afford the stuff. I would go you, take hand me down so my brothers, my mother would pass them down. So I would go and change them up. I would like cut the collars off to make a navy shirt. Um, I remember I went to the pair of bell bottoms and my mother wouldn't buy them. So I went there and took a pair of pants. I opened up the side seams, took old pants and cut out pieces and put them inside to make the legs flare out. You could sew. Well, I was trying to sew then. I only entered the choir because I wanted to, to wear the robe because they were like dresses. And I get a robe that was I would get the robe that was extra long, and I would take the him out and have is, a train on the back. This is this is, <laughs> this is socially acceptable dress that I could wear. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I just wanted to suck because I always wanted to pull up the train and walk up steps with that with the trip on. It's like oh, I'm falling. <laughs> that was a mess. Were you a good designer as a teenager? I was creative. Like the time I went for a job, and that's my first time. When I think about it now. As far as being a gay man and a gay black man, not getting anything because I was gay. Um, I went to the Fresh Air Fund with my old um, neighbor, Jennifer Brown. We went to get summer jobs because I knew there was clothing that I went to for school. My mother would be like this. If you want it, get a goddamn job and pay for it and buy it. But don't bring them ugly ass clothes up here with my money. I went to the platform marshmallow shoes. I wanted the things because she sent me out to shop and she gave me a budget. I'll never forget this. She said, Hearns and Alexander's apartment on Third Avenue is having a sale, back to school sale. Go pick up two pants, two shirts, and a pair of shoes to get yourself started for school. So I saw a pair of Tom McCann stacked wooden heels Tom that I wanted. Stacked wooden heel. They were burgundy and then black up the center. Oh, and that. The heel was like that. And I would put chaps on the center, selling high heels. And I would drag my feet like the girls said. I just had to have that sound. So the pants were $7.99, the shirts were $4.99. I mean, the shoes that I was supposed to get, the shoes were, I think, $11.99 on sale. I decided to go there and buy the $19 shoes. And I, you know, and I forfeited one shirt and one pair of pants. And I didn't think with my way of doing it that I was about to get busted. I went home. My mom said, how you doing? Let me see what you bought. The lie was all set. Oh, my, it was so crowded because I'm so tall, didn't have anything in my side. They ran out of all the pants and the shirts. I only had one pant left in my size, one shirt. She said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because you know the lie, too many details. <laughs> too many details. Telling, you're telling yourself. Too many details. And she said, Because okay. the truth is simple. <laughs> she says, so where's the receipt and where's my change? I said, huh? She said, well, if you bought one shirt and one pair of pants, there should be money left over from that shirt and pair of pants. And right away, I, 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 I,
What about the money? And I hated her. Oh, I was so mad at her. That's when I wish she was dead. I went to get like the white kids. I wish she was, they, they got divorced. So I could say, you're not my mother. You know, I hate you. I hate you. You know, because I saw the white kids outside. I the neighborhood's doing it. I get on the bus and play hooky and go to the white neighborhoods just to hang out and go in their stores and look and see what they had. And my mother was kind of like, mm-mm. But after that, I decided from now on, it's going to be me, myself, and I start to create and redo things and make things that I couldn't Who was the designer who you first were like, wow, like I want to wear that. I want to try to replicate that for my life. Who was that first person? I want to say it was Valentino. Okay. Valentino and Yves Saint Laurent. Flair. Because it was... I was into the ball gowns, and I wanted dresses that made noise when you walk with the taffeta dresses. You know, I wanted to be able to sit down, have my sleeves so big that I couldn't get in the car. You know, I wanted to have, you know, I wasn't thinking about no damn men's clothes. I was thinking about that stuff was already there. My brother's own clothes. There's, you know, there's an art to men wearing dresses. And I think sometimes <laughs> really? it, they nail it. And so, like Billy Porter, some of the things that he's worn to the Oscars gorgeous and it and it and it and it fits his body in the right way well because if it's being custom of course it's being custom made yeah and then sometimes men i'm like i don't have a problem with you wearing a dress but i'm not feeling that look on you because the dress is supposed to fit the woman's body i'm okay i'm trying to find the right words in this very sensitive world that we're living in i don't some men are wearing it to make a fashion statement. Sure. And some are wearing it because it's a thing to do. So which one is wearing it? Right. I've seen some guys on the carpet wearing dresses. I'm kind of going, that's not quite. It's a miss. If, yeah. You, you, I'm, I'm fine with the not, concept. Yeah, 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 yeah. You rocked it. Yeah. You didn't. Dress your body. Dress your body. And that's a lot of them. Because that's what I'm saying. The dress in general is made to complement the woman's body. And mm-hmm. our bodies as men mm-hmm. are different. Mm-hmm. And if it's if it's if the dress is shaped correctly, Fitted. then the man can look incredible. Yeah, just shape, you know, shape the body. I mean, right? Like I said, like shape. Billy Porter, he had that black, uh there was a this big black skirt with lots of pleats. I'm like, he looks amazing. Yeah, it's, it's all depends on, you know, what is being, you know, what you're doing. Some men are going, this. I mean, men are going to the stores right now to buy skirts and dresses, some some of them putting them on because it's part of the look. You know, I've always been doing that for so long, so it's not new to me. Right. It's not new to me at all. I'm kind of, I mean, it's, it's quite a thing now, and you were doing it when it wasn't a thing at all. Once again, getting on the number 13 bus, coming from 580 Castle Avenue, to go up to Westchester Avenue, get the number six train at Castle Avenue, and bring my black ass into the city, dolled up. Or I would have on some of the clothes under my winter coats. Showing up then. And now it's so right now, it's kind of like, oh, again. Oh, God. <laughs> Been there. You know, I love that um, Linda Evangelista is somehow part of your story. I know you said it was her husband. Well, yeah, I mean, because those are the girls, I mean, that were, you know, doing what they were doing. But I mean, in the beginning, in the early 90s is when it became that whole supermodel yes. phenomenon. Yes. And I was all a part of that, just being there. There was that crew journey. of five, I think, super, super models. Yeah, Naomi was Linda, was Christy, was um, Charlington, Naomi, Linda, Claudia um, Schiffer. Schiffer, and Sydney Crawford. Yes. You know, these are girls that were flying game, you know, 
pain. Oh my God, they're paying him ten thousand dollars a show. Oh my God, it's a lot of money. I can get in a bed for less than ten thousand. But Linda, for some reason, she was my favorite. She looked different. She looked like nobody you had ever seen. This nose and this shape, and for some reason, it's like she's my favorite out of them. But nobody would have thought that you look at Kate Moss, who became this waif of a girl, but then all of a sudden we got to see her more and more through the hands of professional hair makeup people. Kind of go, wow. I mean, you know, my motto is if people don't buy what you're selling, you have to sell them what they don't want to buy. Mm, well, how do you do that? How do you sell them what they don't want to buy? Just let them, just let them believe that's fabulous. It's amazing. It's genius. It's almost like gaslighting. Sure. Tell you every day that you're, you're a horrible cretin, you begin to believe it. There's big women now, but not as big as that group we're talking because about. Because those that group of models now, they don't work that hard. Is uh, Now, I read somewhere once they said the industry said we never want to have girls who are that big because at that point the tail was wagging the dog and we don't want to have that happen again. Oh, that's just writing. Okay. Please, please. Okay. You know, people remember generations take control and they re, they shift things a little bit differently. Yeah. Now, and and the girls right now are not getting paid the same money they were being paid back then. Right. You're saying that the entire community now doesn't want to work as hard as Cindy and Linda no, and Naomi the did. Not the community, the models. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the mo community yeah, that, models. It's, yeah. it's not the same anymore. Those girls worked hard. You know, a lot of girls study. They study their craft. They're looking at pictures in old films and movies, and they play hair and makeup and dress up with their friends. I mean, look at Steve Mizell and Evangelista, Amazing. Jim Breeze, the you know, hair and makeup people. They would just get there. They would just create things. Okay, we like that. Polaroid it. Let's shoot it. We're going to take that. We're going to create a story. Yeah. We're going to create a story by just playing with hair and makeup and a team. I mean, because once you start to develop your own team, you become comfortable with the team. So I know what you're thinking, what he's thinking, what she's thinking. So he can think for you. So we know we're going into that job. It's going to be an amazing thing to do. And so when the coach comes along, I mean, you'll be walking up to back hurt and you know, arch your back so far back, you know, broke three bones, but you got the shot. You got the shot. Oh, you got the shot. Bitch, you are all dumped up. What's wrong with your child? I've been working all day. I got the That's one of the things shot. that I liked a lot about America's Next Top Model, that you showed them you have to work hard and what that meant. And it might mean being underwater for 30 seconds. It might mean doing a contortion. It might mean doing something that you are literally afraid of. Like, mm -hmm. we're going to drop you out of a plane and you still got to get the shot. And I know you're scared of spiders, right. but this is what the photographer wants. You got to show up and show out no matter what. And that, you know, a lot of people did not realize, I did not realize how hard the job might be and how much of yourself Self, might you be have challenged. You have to give. And it's part of the job. And right now, today is very, I'm not doing that because I'm non-binary. I don't have to wear high heels, huh? I don't wear my hair like that because I don't. I don't. But there's still girls who are willing, and guys, but girls who are willing to be challenged of and to bend over backwards in of all sorts of ways. Of course. And, and 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 that part of top model, I really appreciated that it was like, I mean, it's, let's challenge them, let's push them to the edge. This isn't easy stuff. It is, and and I think it's important to challenge yourself in that business because if not, you do the same thing. We become comfortable sometimes. And to make those iconic shots that you won't forget, you have to do something unusual. We become comfortable 
when we find that one good shot, and that's that go-to shot that one has, whatever it is, she likes herself that way, and that's what she does. Most girls who are modeling do not see themselves as pretty girls. Like someone said to me once, where do you find these girls? So I created a story. I said, well, there was a photo shoot happening on an island. So they had the art director, the photographer, the makeup and the hair, the models. And uh, they're playing Crash. Nobody can find them. And they all began to interbreed on the island. <laughs> and the island is called the Island of Flodunkosauruses. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> started doing each other. And all these amazing, weird, strange, but beautiful girls and guys were all being bred on this island. <laughs> you said most of them don't think they're pretty? A lot of girls don't think that they're pretty. They don't see it because in your community, you don't think that you're just that pretty girl. You don't think that you're, or interesting, I should say, it's even better. Because most models are not pretty. They're not. A lot of models are not. I don't think they're so pretty. I think it's something special about them. There's a character about them. I mean, some look like old, you know, smoke ham hocks, a couple. You know, and um, bad posture and slumped over, hunchbacks, and, you know, a little bit mucked up, but, you know. But when they get all done up, then you can see it. Give them some advice and stand up straight and stand up straight, you know, and do it. They normally don't see it because they still are still surprised that they're actually working looking the way they look. But then they kind of get into it and you know you have a team that supports you. So the team that'll tell you, oh, she's great, but no, stand up straight, no, back, 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 a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, 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 good. Got, got it, got it, got it. More neck, more neck. But it's hurting me. It's hurting me. I don't this is not what you do. There's 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 a bunch of girls who come into the world every year into the game. But then there's like one or two that like explode from the beginning and just from day one, they're like, she's just, and is that girl like, I know that I'm beautiful. And the other girls are like, no, I'm not sure. I know that I'm making money. Well, what is, it that, what is it that lets somebody come in and be a star from the beginning? Cause it's more than just being it's, pretty. It's, it's the team. It's the team of people that feed you to tell you that you're great. Just look how, oh my God, I look like this in makeup. All these girls aren't used, they don't even know how to do their own makeup half the girls. Well, girl, today they do, honey. Eyelashes out to here. Mm-hmm. Here and grew down to here. Booty lifts and titty lifts and all kinds of lifting and lifting and shifting and pushing from side to side. <laughs> you want to see what happens. It gets close to my mouth, you nasty <laughs> bastard. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be all dainty, lady, 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 ladylike and classy up in here. Mm. Okay, <laughs> anyway. Um, no, a lot of these girls, I think, just end up, you know, because there's something interesting about them. They bring some personality and character into the picture, onto the runway. There was a girl that I remember, she looked like, uh, like somebody just took and just mushed her face into the wall. And she was some girl that they found in Poland on the street at some fair, and um, she had long, 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 long hair. And when they brought her from Poland to France, it was her first time out of the country, and she knew nothing about hygiene. 
She smelled like 15 pounds to get back. <laughs> and um, you just kind of, thought, I mean, you talk to you, you know, when it smells so bad, burns your eyes. <laughs> you know, that moment. <laughs> but they shaped her and molded her and gave her cover of Vogue. I mean, I think it was Italian Vogue. And she still never understood that she was pretty because she was interesting. But she never understood why they liked her because that was not her dream. That was not her thing. That was, she was to be a musician. That was not part of her journey for her. But it seems kind of tragic and part of how society treats girls that these beautiful girls don't think that they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. So they're shocked when the beauty fashion industry is like, yes, you are beautiful. We want to showcase you. And they're like, oh, hey. sure, but I've been- I don't like my nose. My tits are too small. I'm too thinny. Yeah, a lot of them don't. Right? I mean, like and it's a challenge for young women just to even see themselves as beautiful. And also too, when they're smart, when they're really, really smart, that's kind of like, oh, this is such a stupid business. It's such a crazy business. Because when you're an academic, you're not thinking that you're using your looks to make money. And then it's called the paycheck that starts rolling in. And then they're okay with it. Then you think, you know something? I'm okay looking like this, this old hook, hook and bump on my nose and one of my eyes looking like this. It's okay. Bounce the eye. Get they, together. They get comfortable with their imperfections when they get that, that love from the industry, the validation. Validation. Mm -hmm. So it gives them a little bit of a confidence booster. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's gotta be a confidence booster to be going to show after show and everyone's like, you're so beautiful and you mm -hmm. walk. And but in the beginning, you don't, you don't understand it when it's not, because when it's not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to school to be a doctor. But there's a lot of no's at the beginning, right? You show up with there's your book a, and they're like, eh. Well, it depends on the girl. Here, I think if a famous hair person, makeup, and photographer spots a girl and likes her, they can make her a star. Because they have the power to put on the cover of the magazines. Now I'm gonna go to whoever the editor is and say, we found this amazing girl, what was she doing? Well, she was shoveling shit in a sheep farm. But she's gotta fit certain things, right? She can't be 5'2". Right? Well, she can't be like, yeah, but like there's a symmetry that we want to yes, see. But they're not gonna but they're not gonna look for that. They're gonna look and if they do see a girl that's that is that short and really amazing, she's gonna end up doing maybe some editorial, some beauty campaigns. I mean Kate Moss wasn't that tall, you know, thin. She's the, the the one who has succeeded being short, right? But most of them you gotta be that almost like what that 1% of mm -hmm. height that women can get to, right? There's I mean, another one, I think it was Jamie Richard was another one who wasn't that tall. And, but again, when you find these, when you find these male and female, you know, guys are a little more into themselves, I think, when it comes to their bodies and, and yeah. they think there's real modeling. We and, have more confidence that we deserve and women tend to have less confidence than they well, deserve. Well, those also the guys sometimes who don't get the jobs that they want to get the campaigns and get the covers because they're too, Walking, yeah, they all walk around, they all bloated and swell up and but all. Your book was partly about unlocking presence. How do you unlock presence? Just love yourself. 
Love yourself. Just love, be fierce, be fabulous, be and do you. Just love yourself. I mean, if you plan. love yourself truly, not in a conceited no, way. No, no, just like I'm happy, truth, I'm okay. Then you will walk in the room with a comfort. I was never my mother's pretty child, but. <laughs> you were baby, not? I was never my mother's pretty child. I never see myself that way. I just never see myself that way. Who was the way. pretty one? I never looked at any of my brother's sisters as pretty. I hated my brother Stephen, God bless his soul, because he had smaller feet. Hated him because he had smaller feet. Stephen was, the fireman was, Stephen was six foot, four and a half, and besides damn nine feet. So you're not the tallest? No, we all were tall. But you're not the tallest out of your no. 10. No. But who, but there's there's always, in a group of kids, there's always one that's like, he's or she's the pretty one. I, I just never, I, I'm telling you, baby, and I'm being really from, from the tip of my crusted toes. I just lived my life. I didn't care. I, I was so into who I was. I, I do not believe that your toes are crusted. I bet they are perfectly manicured yeah. or pedicured. You know, if I get hit by a car today, baby, please don't be in the street. Anyway, but loving um, yourself, just you like really you love just, yourself. This is, this is what I can do. And I'm not better than anybody else, but I'm the best. I'm me okay with I, me. I'm, I'm okay with. I'm okay with. I'm me. okay that I'm high waisted, long legs. My intimate 37. I got size 12, 13 foot. I'm okay that my bottom lip is full. My my nose is wide. If I looked like like I would tell people, I used to be really really pretty when I was younger. I had blonde hair and blue eyes. I had a button nose, but I thought it was so common and so basic. So what did I do? I went to a plastic surgeon and I said, I want to look a little more special. I want fuller lips and a wider nose and darker skin. And this is what you got. In other words, and then I'm done with this. This is, go, take it, take it, leave it. This is who I am. There you have it. You know. What does eating healthy mean to you? Whatever your eating goals, Thrive Market is the best place to get all your groceries and household essentials. And getting Thrive shipped to your door is like having a great supermarket right outside your house. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and ethical sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market's got it and their site lets you curate your shopping experience quickly. And as a Thrive member, I save on every order. Usually about 30%, which of course I love. And when you join, you help a family in need with the membership matching program. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E Market dot com slash Torrey thrive market dot com slash Torrey on March 16th 2000 two sheriff's deputies were shot in Atlanta Jamil Alamin a Muslim leader and former black power activist was convicted but the evidence was shaky and the whole truth didn't come out during the trial my name is Mosi secret and when I started investigating this case in my hometown I uncovered a dark truth about America from tenderfoot tv campside media and iheart podcasts radical is available now Listen to the new podcast, Radical, for free on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. I always ask people who come on the show, what do you love about being black? 
And I get a sense you very much. I get what love I love about that. being black. I think the opportunity of all the things that I got that came my way because I was black. Because I often think if I wasn't black, maybe I wouldn't have these opportunities. You wouldn't. Maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. But again, I never looked at anyone on TV, as I said, as based on gender, race, creed, or color, as far as being inspirational. But I liked what you did. So, oh, I could do that. But you, you very much give me a love of being black. A black flair, black style. Because nothing I can do about that. I'm black. Yeah. What am I do? Try to turn around and say, look, look. And you and you you keep talking about Andre and Pat and other people. Like like you seem like me, like I feel deeply connected to the community of people who came before me, who created the opportunities that I have. And you are very much clear on like I stand here because of Andre and Pat and Beverly and this one and that one who came before Tyra helped me out you know like Naomi job but I was who I was before I got to work with those people right but you are now this icon in the industry partly because of the black people who came before you who opened doors maybe gave you a little hand who were themselves created space the first person who gave me a job was a white person Let's be clear. Tyra gave me a job. First black person to give me a job. I mean, it was. But I mean, what, what just Andre, and Andre, and Andre, and Andre helps clear a little space and for you. Andre introduced me to Scat. Be- Beverly Johnson being who she yeah. is clears a little space for you, even if you never met her. Oh, right, because being black, did, but being, just, uh, just being exposed. Yes, because this is not yes. a world that that necessarily wants us. So right. those who cleared space for you said it's okay to let you in there. And like I said. I never served the table other than myself. You I never s- served at a table other than myself. I ate at a table and I sat at that table, made my own damn place. Andre gave me a job. Andre introduced me to SCAD. Now, but 19 years later, Ty Banks put me on TV and you in your home on a daily basis for you know a few months. So yes, yeah, so they that door opened up, but I slid already in there with my talents, my personality. And I created what, I, what I've what i been doing, I created it. I learned how to sew because I wanted nice clothes that I, as I said earlier that I couldn't afford. Um, I went for this job, at, I didn't never finish that story, at the Fresh Air Fund and I didn't get hired. And I said to my friend, why? And she said, I don't know, let me ask the guy. And the guy said, that's because um, the director thought that you might be gay. And I, you know, I did a pearl clutch. <laughs> What? Might be gay. Might. What would make him think that? What would make him say might? No, no, might. What would make him think that? How did he not know? How could he not know? Hmm. So I thought, hmm, okay. Afro, with Afro sheen. I wore a blue and white check shirt tied at the stomach. A pair of coochie cutters that I took, this is when I cut and made them fringe. Hercules sandals. Put Vaseline up my legs, up my arm, and my mother's Gina Tay on. Smell like Gina Tay. I remember I and I and I don't walk in the office. I switched in, <laughs> dragging my feet, honey, with the taps on my Hercules sandals. They were wrapped up here. That it was so tight they'd have dents in my legs. <laughs> but I went up in there, filled up the application with attitude and confidence, and I get the job. Okay, fine. I get the job. I went and got another job. 
And I said, I didn't think I was gay. I said, thought. I said, but I am. Like, there was no big secret. Right. The man thought he fought it, but he shit it. Right. If the folks could see you now. Oh, if they could see me now. No, I mean, like, literally, the folks listening could see you now. You're giving all these faces, (laughs) and you're reminding me how you are a meme queen. There are so many little gifs of Jay. And, like, you know, I sent you a couple just to be funny. Just to be shady. But but I send Jay gifs all the time. Everybody does. You are on Twitter all the time. A lot of fans. How is is that? It just makes me laugh because a lot of fans see me in the street and ask me to do their favorites. What is the one you get the most that people ask you to do? Or you what is the one that's your fit the what with the with the confused with the yeah, hands? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. is going on? That's with the right. yellow? What is going on here? That one and the other one like <laughs> I mean my niece and uncle, you should get paid for these because right now you're huge on the this is, this world. Is you're huge. And but there and there's and at the, least twenty that come up all the time. And people say it to me all the time, and I laugh about it. And it's nothing that I was sitting thinking I'm going to make a diff. I just, no, no, you can't. You just, can't. Just, but just but you're extremely me. expressive. Yeah. Physically, facially, that it comes. I mean, the one with the yellow, I think I've used that more. If somebody says something weird or confusing, and I'm like, I don't understand you what you're talking about. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where it's just um, being animated. Yes. Um. Being who I be, being me and doing me, and like I said, I never and I never followed a crowd. Right. right. That I never did. Do do lots of people send you gifs of you? When people see them, oh, this is my friend just sent this to me of you. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like I said, when they do the very first GIF awards, I'm sure I'm gonna be getting the you first. To, well, you should be getting some like Lifetime achievement in yeah. the GIF world. I mean, considering that I've been around way before GIFs, I think I think I have the first copy of the Bible autograph signed. I've been around that long, <laughs> <laughs> so I have it. I signed my old phone number, which is number three, and then I still have so they were sending single digits phone numbers. I still have my first phone from then, and you know, I learned all this draping from you know Moses' outfits, you know, the color combos. I was doing the helping them, you know, float over, but then again. I've never drank wine, whiskey, coffee, beer, champagne, never in my entire life, never did a drug of any kind, never, never smoked a cigarette, nothing. Never. You've never done what it tastes drank like. alcohol? Never in my entire You've life. You've never done any, weed, nothing? Why? No interest. And growing up, I thought, oh, maybe it's something the rich people do with money and go buy it. But then I thought, too, why would you want to drink something to make you look like this? How do you drink it? I mean, I, all of the fabulous events Parties, that events, you've been the, the, to. The, table, the plate sliding across with the devil's hand. People are phone, sipping never, nice things and you never. I and all the classy people you're lemonade, around are like. Lemonade, iced tea, please. Thank you. Is there somebody in your family or in your life who was like alcoholic and you're like, no, I never want to do that? My father drank to be social on the weekends. My mother drank to smoke to be social. But other than that. Because some people who say that are like, you know, my uncle or whoever. The alcoholic, I don't want to... Nope. Just never no desire. Interesting. Nobody in my family is a prostitute, but I'm a good hoe. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> Go with a paycheck as baby. Do your job. Do it well. 
you are your jobs are runway coach, consultant, designer. Well, that design is not a job. I mean, something I do for my own self. I mean, I do it just you know. I have so much clothing, a lot of Mark Jacobs clothing. I mean, a lot. I've known Mark Jacobs most of my entire life. Um, and I just, I just get creative to be creative. You're, but you're, you're a lifelong freelancer, right? Mm-hmm. And I went to school to be an accountant. Interesting. But, but just as a longtime freelancer, because you are part of the industry mm-hmm. and famous within the industry, just the phone, just like, are you like creating work for yourself, or is it like the phone just keeps ringing and people just want me to do stuff? I and I, come. you know, the, this, this generation, it's all shifted. What do you mean? I feel like, I feel like my lips are chappy. Not at all. Chap. Not at all. Like I need, mm, okay. You look great. I just feel it. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, um, no, no, I just, no, I have, I have a manager, you know, who does what he has to do and the phone calls come in and, you know, we, we do what we have to do and you do it. We're pitching another TV show right now based on my book um, with, um, these two writers, Wendy and, and Amy Eggleberg and Brad What's the Fisk. show? It's about, my, it's about my life, based on my book. Reality show yeah. type. No, 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 no scripted. It'll be scripted more like Young Sheldon meets TikTok or um, uh, Everybody Hates Chris, something, something like that. So you're pop up and in it, it? Yeah, or yeah, it's yes, about yes. you? I will, I will, it's about me growing up and I'm also in it. I pop up. And I've been working on this thing in the metaverse. I did a collection of um, clothing for the metaverse. Really? Superpopdrop.com, yes. You designed clothes for, for avatars. Yes, I did it. How's for, that going? It was a lot of work. A lot of work. It wasn't just making the clothing because I didn't realize that I could make a dress that was 50 yards of fabric that cannot even go down to 10 yards of fabric. Because for the coding and the grading, it's a lot of work. Wait a minute. Wait, in the real world, you need X amount of fabric... And that is part of what we paid for. And the creativity and all of, the work. Of course, the genius, the ingenuity, the but, brand. And the, but, but in the metaverse. The, the fabric is infinite. Yeah, but, it, but it's coded. So like there's certain shapes that you can't do in volume. So, I mean, it's not like if I did something this big, I had to make it that big. If I had used sleeves this big, I had to make the sleeves that way because it just how it's coded to be put onto their design system was a lot of work. And I also did, I'm on the um, latest track of La Kelly 47, the rapper. Um, it's mm-hmm. called Walk This Way by Miss J. Hold on. I'm not done with the metaverse. Oh, yeah. Are you, so has that been profitable yet? Are you selling yeah, yeah, a we, lot we, of clothes yeah, in the just, metaverse? We just started. We started a few months ago, but I've been working in fall since like last summer with these two guys from Adfluence. Yeah. So if I'm in the metaverse, I can go to the J Alexander oh, shop. On superpop.com and you'll see some couple of outfits and I can and I can buy your outfits mm-hmm. for my avatar mm-hmm. yeah is that all that you've done in the metaverse or is there that's, more that's, that's that's the beginning remember you have to start slow if you want to go fast so just dresses and clothes or shoes too or you can just toss it baby you can just toss it I'm mean, asking in my pocketbook and like a black girl will, a black girl gives some vaccine for your lips child Lord have mercy that's love. Mm-hmm. Can I keep just going to put my finger up in it? Okay. It's yours. Okay. Can I put my fingers out? You know, I don't want your hands, Bambi. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No, I'm fascinated by... So, 
I want to see these two guys. Is it similar to the the terrestrial fashion business? And like you you would make, you know, 50 dresses and we're trying to sell these 50 dresses. And like here we coded 50 dresses or whatever. Yeah, and like, tops and yeah, it's just, I'm and it's, it's limited. Process. You can't, it's not. Yeah, because once somebody buys on or an NFT, you know, the whole system you buy, then it's yours. So it's, it's virtually it's, an NFT? It's, 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 but it's the metaverse. It's going to it's all that same world. I mean, it's, it's so complicated. I'm still learning a lot about it. But I went to see these guys to do a perfume. And they said, oh my God. In the, oh, in the real world? In the real world. Because the metaverse perfume would, what well, would that even be? Well, I. Have a couple of ideas what it could be, but I'm going to keep that to myself. We, we can't smell in the metaverse, right? You'd be surprised. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> but I went to see them about a perfume, but they thought, oh my God, you know, you're so funny, you're so this, you're so that. You create stuff. Why not? After working on that stuff, NFTs with my jaywalking videos, it turned into being like, well, what about this? And oh my God, okay, why don't we go and do a metaverse, you know? Virtual fashion. I thought, what the fuck is virtual fashion? <laughs> Hell yeah. What the fuck are you talking about, virtual fashion? So that I remember on Thursday night in, at home in Paris, I scribbled down a few croquis. A few what? Croquis. I mean, little drawings, little sketches. Uh -huh. <laughs> the technical term in fashion world. <laughs> and um, I did a few drawings, and I edited what I liked. So I thought, I'm going to go do maybe like a streetwear vibe, but with couture fabrics. Satin du chess, you know, uh, Silk du Peony, we call it, uh, and, uh, you know, lace and silk taffeta and gazar, you know, and brocades. And then when I started sketching them up, uh, on Friday night, Saturday mid-afternoon, I was finished with 40 looks. Then we had to edit them down. To how many? We had to edit them down, I think, to like five. I said, let's start small. And then, you know, there was complications. A lot of, you know, we can't do that. Why? Because that's not in our, again, it's all coded. There's a certain code when you know how it works. Like code 53, you can't put that dress on code 53 because it doesn't fit. It's whatever the graphics are, the way they're being done, who's doing, there was a lot of back and forth and a lot of, it was a, just a pain in the, pain in the ass. But in the end, we finally got it done. We did a Metaverse, Metaverse Fashion Week. Then I had to go into the, the Metaverse There's shops. Metaverse Fashion Week? We just did that. Metaverse Fashion Week was back in March. Is I, I have not been clearly in the Metaverse, so I don't know. Is everybody already in the Metaverse? Yes. Some of them are now up in there too now. Yes. They, they want to they they stay on you know, on trend, they want to be popular. They to, yes, of course. Deep. Well, I, I love this. I love this, this part of it, but the original point, cause I was freelance for a very long time and the phone always rang, but there's a nervousness in the back of your head of like, what if it stops ringing? And you know, when you're freelance, you don't really have control. Like if you have a job, you know, you keep you keep working your job, you're good. So when I see you on TV being the VJ, that was all freelance. I mean Well, that was that was a job, but as you know, those television jobs are temporary, mm -hmm. right? Like that all the television jobs I ever had lasted I think four one of them lasted four years, all the rest of them were like three years. So I knew like this is temporary. So that's when you take Miss J's advice. 
kitties. You make $100. You save 50. Spend 25 carefully. Spend 25 foolishly. Next. My motto is, if you ain't hoeing, you ain't able. So you are well <laughs> saved for a rainy day. Oh, baby, you can, honey, you can, hurricane come up in it, bitch, I'll be okay. I just, I just, you know, you, I, I mean. I, That's I, important because we have friends who have died struggling. So when you see that, you don't want to, I don't want to be that. Of course not. That's scary as hell. Mm-mm. And it's and it's not it's not being cheap. You know, that it's just that I don't need to spend money. I don't need to be flying over the place. Well, first of all, people are flying me where I need to be. <laughs> and um, but I don't need the latest everything this season. I'll get it. But I don't need, I don't need to go buy the latest everything this season. I don't think it's necessary, um, especially when you're creative. I'd be cutting shit apart anyway. Wait, wait what is that? What, that looks like one of our old jackets. It is one of your old jackets. I just modified this bitch. Ah! I just cut the sleeves off her, cut the bottom of it. Now that's a patch here, that's a pocket over here, that's a pocketbook someplace else. I think it's the incredibly inspiring that this boy from the Bronx is living in Paris and living the life in Paris. And I wonder how often it, like, you pinch yourself and like. Look at me doing it big in Paris, living in Le Marais, and just like I, um, living my best life and doing what I want to do. On my terms. On my terms. Yeah, I sit back and kind of go, which is right now sometimes it's a struggle for me. It's, it's hard. How? Because some people kind of want you to, you know, you want to go grab it, get it quick, make quick cash, fashion, hurry. And I'm like, I mm, can't do that. It's just that, that, that doesn't work out for me. Like I was up for a Disney situation with Disney. They held on for five months. Then when they finally, the deal came, they were like, mm-mm, child, mm-mm. No, you can't, no, no. You mean to me, if I do that, I can get paid? Oh, hell no. But <laughs> take me to Paris. Like, if I came. No, you can't stay with me, no. I'm not going to stay with you, but I'm saying God. if I showed up and I said, Jay, I'm here. Like give the like give me give me your dream like we're gonna I'm gonna take you here in the afternoon. I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna take you out of the house. We're just gonna walk. That's it. Where we're just gonna walk. Where we're just gonna walk. <laughs> we're gonna Where walk, are we gonna we're, walk? We're gonna walk around Paris, and you'll end up places. I do that all the time. Market shop. I, just, I would just take you out of the house. We're, we're, we're walking today. Be comfortable. The way you keep shoes. You know some black folks get over there. They want to be all cute and little proud. Which, which way you going? In pure high heel shoes. We walk around for at least five hours. And just. We walk around. Oh, what about this? I mean, there's no specific place that no I'm a different Because you can get lost in Paris because and it's most all amazing. People don't. You pass some really amazing things that you even realize even on, exist. On in a Paris. tiny, small street. street. It's like, They're oh, look at this little restaurant. Them. Look at this little shop. This is beautiful. So we're just going to. Yeah. Just, just roam. You're going to see the Eiffel Tower. You're going to go to the, the Arc de Triomphe. You're going to go to the Louvre because all that's, well, for the Louvre is walking distance from me. Sure. That's like, you know, with my stride, 20 But everybody knows the Louvre. Yeah. But you're going to walk around neighborhoods that you didn't even know existed. You're going to walk around I like the Pompidou better than the Louvre. Pourquoi c'est le Pompidou? It's more, it's the modern museum. 
it's about what's going on now. It's the MoMA as opposed to the Whitney okay. or the Met. The, the, yeah. the, the, the Louvre and that like is, the Met. You walk into my apartment, you make a left turn, first block, make a left turn, you walk one, two, three, four, five, six blocks right there. At the point Where there. would we eat? It depends. Because normally I cook at home. But, but there's a lot of there's a lot of new little. But you're not letting there. me cook at it. You eat at your house. So where? I, I, <laughs> well, you could probably come out and get a meal. And if you have to crash, okay, fine. But Jesus Christ, you know, tell the black folks, come on, come on, come for a couple of nights. They come with the bags for three weeks and a month. And yeah, oh Lord Jesus, um, I gotta find some new places because you know I have been with, with lockdown. I hadn't been home in 19 months. Right, right. I went back. There's a lot of things have changed. A lot of new, you know. Few restaurants up in Harlem, we call up in Barbès, you know, um, and there's all these new restaurants that's open up like in my area too, like a little small little French bistros, but nothing, just good food. Anything that's new and fancy and glamified, it's never the food's never really that good. Mm. And when you go into the tourist neighborhoods, the food is never really good. I would no. say stay out of the tourist neighborhoods yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's just you know yeah, that's bad food and yeah. it's not good food and it's overpriced. Yeah, but you got to be with a local to know. Yeah, I mean, like around, all yeah. these people come to New York, go to Times Square. I would never take anyone ever. If you came to visit me in New York, I would never take you. We would never even go to Times Square. I would say I would know you would go to Times Square to look. Oh, I would. I, I, I wouldn't even. We're gonna eat. But that's, in but, Soho. But, that's like, but that's like if I'm if I take you to Barbès, up as we call the Harlem, up there the Moulin Rouge and all that kind of stuff is you know where all the sex shops are. That's like the Times Square. But you know the architecture is absolutely amazing. So the buildings up to the second cur is all part of you know in that barbarous area. So of course it's quite lovely. It's yeah. excursion. Yeah. You know it's, it's it's lovely. So I mean you can come to see. I mean you can't come to New York and not come to Times Square. Yes, you can. As a tourist, well, yes, that's, that's that's please do. That's because we live here. <laughs> like that's my God, that's Times cause we, Square. Is the that's because we be living here, child. I mean, this is a this is a tourist trap. I, you don't really experience New York in Times Square. New York is everywhere else. Yeah, my fans showed me a lot of love when I was trying to call you. Yeah, they showed me love on the corners. <laughs> oh my God, that looks that looks like so. No, that's him. No, no, no. Oh, he's so tall. That's not him. Excuse me, are you Miss J? Yes, they start screaming. You kind of go, can I get a picture? Sure. Then once one start, they all start. Then the guys are trying to sell the DVDs or the disc. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up, what's up? You know, come on, you know, you come on, come on, man. You know, you got the money, man, because you know Tyra. I mean, what's how's Tyra doing? What's going on? Oh, shit, Miss J, what's up? Damn you tall. Whoa, you know. When you walk around Paris, what do they say? Because I know they know you there. There, they kind of go, they stay a little more quiet. But it's the other foreigners because we have been American. No, but that, like, but that that you just said, the, the the women, the rap dudes, like, yeah. what is that in Paris? What does that it's sound like, like in Paris? Bonjour, vous êtes le professeur prendre le marché les filles. Are you the guy who says, Ah, yes, it's the person telling because I've been on French TV before American TV. Right. Are you were on yeah. French TV before? Yeah, but before it's, yeah, yeah, it's just all about me being a person teaching us to walk and blah 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 blah. Little fashion documentaries, you know, doing all the contests. And then I ended up uh, in a French film, Colleges Belle, etc., which was like maybe 25 years ago. What does that mean? The Rich, Beautiful, etc., like Rich, Beautiful, etc. And I played the guy who was in full drag, and I was teaching this little girl how to become a woman who lived in a hotel with a rich family. So I was sort of like her teacher. And I would show up just being fierce and fabulous and wearing the croix. Yes, wearing the croix, darling, the croix. Yes, darling, the croix couture. Yes. Being fierce and being fabulous. 
And then I've been on things about fashion and those things were shown on TV here. And um, yeah, so this person who I became just kind of came pahazah, just like, just came like, just like that. It just happened. It wasn't a thing I set out to do. Um, as I said, for the beginning of this, I was sitting there, would come back here and help my friend Sharon Haver, a sister, by running things back and forth to the stores where she was, as she was a stylist, save my money and go back to Paris and pay my rent. So I would come make money and go back and pay rent until this whole thing happened. And the first designer ever to send a girl to me was Valentino. Carlos mm -hmm. Jesus saw me outside the show. He said, you know, he said, darling, darling, you look very, very fabulous. Oh my God, you just come to see the show. And I said, yes, I went inside. And he saw me backstage with some of the girls saying, when you walk in, walk like this. And he said, but just chiffon, don't, no, you don't pull chiffon, let chiffon let the wind take it. And, you know, when you do tremuglia, he doesn't like, he doesn't like hands like this. He likes your hands this way. When you do, when you do Emmanuel Gar, he wants things like this. He doesn't see fingers. And when I would do Alexander McQueen, they would send a dress to me, a picture in the shoe, and the girls with a pair of shoes for me to coach her to walk because she had that specific dress that they wanted her to wear and, and to, to, you know, in the show. And he said, whenever there's an embroidery, so those are things I learned from the designers and what they wanted. Don't put the fingers here because you cover the embroidery on the dress. You know, put the fingers back here. At Club Montana, we want you to give each other attitudes. You do half turn in the middle, so we're coming back. Two girls, you stop, and we turn and give each other nasty looks and then turn again and keep on walking. <laughs> that was all the attitude. Within the world of fashion, what's the best advice you ever got? Uh, be professional. Of course. Well, that, that was an advice for me, darling. I was always professional. It's just I always showed up. That was an advice given to me. That's what they give to other people. Best advice that for you? Never was given any advice. You just always knew. You, you're being paid. Shut up on time. I mean, of course. Be professional. If you don't like something, to explain to them. Don't say I don't like it because... Whenever I said I don't like something, it's because I'm giving you a reason why I don't like it. And, I, and I'm explaining to you why I don't like it, if there was something that you know, I didn't feel comfortable with. Do you have a story about you with one of the big girls or something that you, that you would come, that you would tell, that you could tell, like that sort of like... No dramas, none of that stuff, because, you know, I don't, I don't play that. Not something no, out of school. No, not even out of school. I just don't have any stories. You work, you got, you, you, you good, you good, you good. I'm going to watch the show, give them compliments after the show. For those who are just new and just started, say hi. But I never had, because once I worked, I just separate myself from everything. That's probably why I'm still here, staying in the day. That you don't get too I said, close I said, yeah, I said, to I'm everybody. I'm close with them, but I separate them, and I separate the work situation, Yeah. I mean, I don't, need to, I don't need to go with you on a holiday. I just work a day as a bitch for three weeks. I don't need to be going with a holiday so with you. So we don't days. get sick of you because we don't see you too much. Well, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's pressure. It's pressure to be on all the time for most of mm. And sometimes they have those moments. I've seen girls break down backstage that I've seen. I've, I've hugged them. Many of them coming out crying from a show. What, would it, not naming names, but what is it that they are breaking down over? Exhaustion. They're tired. You have to be on. You just want to. You just want a meal. You just want to eat a chickens and. Or but they're not eating, because they're running from show to show to show. You know, you get what you get. 
we put a big spread out, not like here at this place, but then they put a big spread out. Ah! <laughs> they put a big spread out, you know, backstage for the girls to come in and the, and the staff. <clears throat> <laughs> and, um, but by the time the camera crews come to the back, they're all the backstage eating the stuff. So the girls show up from the other show. No, but they're afraid food. to eat, are they not? Because you no, got to be thin. No, no. Some some girls look when you look seriously. How many girls you know in your lifetime that are fifteen years fifteen years old that are doing this as a job that are starving themselves? Not too many who are starving themselves. themselves just, is just, there just, not a lot of anorexia and bulimia in this world? It is, but a lot of those girls that are not some of the girls that I know that have been that places because some of them are just. Naturally born thin, or some of them are trying to watch their weight because you start to get paranoid about work. But I think for most of the time, the girls are 15, 17, 18 years old, they're just falling off. You're running, you're constantly moving. You're constantly moving. I've seen a couple of girls. I remember I was at Bill Blast with Lars Nielsen, who was designing then. When the girl came in, and she came in and she had her breath smelt like. Mothballs and old coffee. <laughs> and she had hair on the back of her neck or on her arm. She had, a, she had a fur. I thought, I said, can you take your sweater? And she was like, no, this is my, I have a sweater on. I thought, sorry. She had a slight beard. And I remember I went to give her a razor, give her a, a Gillette sensor to like shape off the mustache. Because she was so skinny and she looked hungry. And I remember I said to Donna, I said, she's too thin. I said, she's really, 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 really skinny. He said, yeah. he said well, just put her in, put her in the clothes, you know, just like let her try something on, take a picture within that. I said, okay, fine. So I went to get the dress to put on, turn around. She couldn't find it. She was on the floor. She fainted on the floor. She was hungry. You know, you know the black woman in the church, <laughs> but it's a serious situation. What do you do? Yes, you tell the agency. She's sick. She's not healthy. We can't work with her. It's happened many times. But that's a lot of pressure on her. Yes. And the other, everybody hears that story. So you can't, you can't get fat, but you can't let anybody means, know yeah. that this is too much physically for you because then they're like, well, we you can't work, work with, with her. Yes. Yeah, so that's that pressure. So you need to skip a season. I said, skip a season, come back healthy. Skip a season, come back. Can healthy. you do that? You can skip a season. Of course, you can. You can. If you're huge, you can. But if you're middle to small, you can't just. But no one really knows you that well when you're middle to small, so you won't really get lost. You no, know, you can get lost for a season. Just come back healthy. It's hard to be healthy. It's not an industry yeah. that encourages you to be healthy. And everyone doesn't think that way. Well, now you can because the world has shifted now as far as modeling is concerned. What do you mean? Plus size models. Plus, they're doing the shows. You know, Instagram models, you, you can be five foot seven and put on a pair of high heels. And but make that's a, tall and big hair. is that not a small segment in it's the industry? Segment. We it's still small... want you to be six feet tall and well, I, want to, I want to be six feet tall and, 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 and wear, you know, have a great body. So yes, I want to and, see shape. And, and unnaturally thin for that no, I, height. I, and well, yeah, for the height. But then again, I like girls who got a little bit of, who has a figure, who can wear the clothing. you're black. Well, yeah. They don't want that. 
Well, um, it depends on the designer. Because remember, we all have shifted. But I would tell people too, as much as you say you want to go and be diverse with this modeling business, look at the models that people choose. Like I was watching Project Runway, and all the girls who were plus size on that show were never in the final episode. Why is that? Because the designers, they didn't design Because it's still them. an industry of tiny women. Of, of, yeah, of, of size of giraffes. Six zero. Yeah, you know, Flodunkosauruses. Flodunkosauruses, <laughs> you know. Right, so they want diversity, but when we really get down to it, they want those girls who can fit the sample size clothes. They want them thin. And they don't encourage them, but the girls, they don't. They say, we, we but like you don't have to bit. say yeah, anything. Yeah, exactly. You know. It's by look choice. at, the, the, look at Bella. She's tiny and tall. I got to be like her if I want to be big in this thing. Yeah, you don't well, have to tell anybody that. Everybody can see that. Yeah, but again, once people complain about it, they go right back. They, they, try, they temporarily fix it, and they go back to basics. Yes. Who's your favorite... Model of all time. Um, she did. Who? Katusha is one of my favorite runway models. Katusha. Katusha. I think it was a runway model named Katusha because I thought she could turn on a dime. I thought she was so beautiful and so elegant and just so insanely crazy, but she was so fabulous. And then I like models from the 1950s. Okay. You know. Who's your favorite designer? My favorite designer. Uh, ooh, that's kind of... Uh, Alive or dead. Damn. I Let's like, see one of both. But I did like um, Cinemont just because of, I just love the cut, the fit. Because you could be a hunchback woman and go to fitting and come out there looking like this because she would just reshape the clothing for your body on the mannequins. To go into, the, into those ateliers and see the mannequins with your names on them, the, with the customers' names on them, was always fascinating for me. He was a genius. And you see the different patterns they'll put on the padding. If your shoulder was little, if you had a hump shoulder, whatever it is, the padding on it so it can balance the shoulders and the body was genius. It was just genius. And um, I don't have really one particular, I mean, I do love what the guy, Pierre Petri, is now doing at, um, at Valentino, because I like all the volume, I like all the drama. I think it's really over the top and fast, fierce and fabulous. And, um, I did like Ralph Rucci a lot. I thought there was some American couture. I was crazy about Jeffrey Bean as well. I love what Jeffrey Bean doing. That's a house I would love to see come back, but they're not touching it. I was crazy about Oscar to rent out one time too. You know, I mean, so how about the to, how about the people of now? People of now, I still like. Well, I like Mark Jacobs because that's just you know how he switches things up a bit, but at the same time, the inspiration. He's um, and um, yeah, I'm kind of. Duck. No, I like what Jerome. Both. I like what Jerome Lamar's doing because I think Jerome Lamar. Jerome's so cool. the shit. Yeah, I mean, yes. I won last night to the to the event, um, and I think it's it's affordable. It's wearable. It'd be pretty pretty cool. And um, but for me, a fashion is what it is. You know, we have our seasons and it switches up. I did like what. Um, Zach Poston did at one time. Then all of a sudden, he went out of business. Um, and I was looking at, I love, you know, uh, what they're doing now for Christian Dior, what Kim Jones is doing. I absolutely love it. Not because we're friends, and he's giving me things. <laughs> and he's giving me some lovely things. But 
Yeah, I like, because I like the mixture of the genders and you can mix it up and just dress it down. Then you can never go wrong with a classic piece. Um, one more with, with NTM. Because next time I'll... A-N-T-M. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there... What is the moment that stands out for you the most out of your, what, decade there that is like the, the iconic Ooh. moment for you in your memory? I would have to think about that one because I've been in... I did 18 seasons, then I was going for two, and they had to bring me back. Had to bring you back. It wasn't the same. I wonder why. <laughs> It wasn't the same without Oops. you. Oops. And um, I have to think. I would have to think. And I have to think about things when I was on set. But if I look at it from visually when I was not on set, like when Tiffany and Tara had that moment out, that moment when she screamed at her, that was really heavy. When the other girl was standing there talking, she just fainted, right, just fell flat on the back that same season. Um Oh, the, okay, to be really honest with you, so the moments that stood out on America's Next Top Model for me, the iconic moments, when I wasn't there. <laughs> Done. <laughs> oh, God. Um, last thing, which I ask everybody, what is your superpower, the thing that has led to you having the success that you had that you do better than other people. What was my superpower? Being fierce, being fabulous, and always being and doing me. That's some authentic as fuck shit. Thank you so much to Jay Alexander for a great interview. And thanks to you for listening. Torre Show gives you fuel to power your dreams because you can use your dreams like a rocket ship to blast you into a life you never imagined. You can make your dreams a reality. Maybe this show can help. You can find me on Twitter at Torre and on Instagram at Torre Show. Torre Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Jennifer Ford. Our editors, Ryan Woodhull. Our photographers are Chuck Marcus and Shanta Covington and Nick Carp. Our booker is Claudia Jean. And we're distributed by DCP Entertainment. And we will be back on Wednesday with more amazing guests. Because the man can't shut us down. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered.